Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Calvary's Love.
There is a story, a sort of fable, told of an eastern prince who is much disturbed by the reports of displeasure on the part of his people. So he set aside a day when each one might come to air his grievance. The first to arrive was an old man who thought that the palace was a big place, very luxurious and comfortable, and his home was only a small hut. Why couldn't he live in the palace? Very well, said the prince. You may live here, but you understand it is necessary to keep the rules of the court and good breeding while you're here. The next was a woman who had kept a fruit stall in the street. And she asked for the removal of the stall adjoining hers which sold clothes. She said it was very dirty and a disgrace to the city. The necessary permission was given. And at last, a dirty old sailor who kept somewhat a dilapidated boat on the river which ran through the city. This boat was called the Moonflower. And he was extremely proud of her. Nevertheless, the master of the harbor at the river's mouth refused to let him have a permit to put her out to sea. A careful man had his reputation to sustain, and he did what was wise. Few but the old sailor, blinded by love for his ancient craft, would have thought of taking such a patched-up ruin out of her moorings in the river. And none would have sent her to sea. But to its owner, each old plank nailed with its rusting nail was a friend. He begged to be allowed to take her out of the harbor. Why, asked the prince, will they not give you this permission? Because they're jealous of my old boat, sire. I say she's a good craft. I am her skipper, and I should know. You certainly should know, said the prince. I grant your request. Some time afterward, the Lord Chamberlain made a report of the results of the request. First, it appeared that the old man who came to live in the palace found that he could not have his goat live with him as he did in his hut. Also, he had to wash and have meals at regular hours. He had found everything most objectionable and had left after the first day for what he called the freedom of his hut. The old woman of the fruit stall found she didn't get any customers when the adjoining stall was removed. The people had really come for the garments, which were necessities, and spent their remaining coppers on a melon or a peach. Wasn't there another case, inquired the prince? Sire, he's been seen no more or heard of since he left the river in his boat. Ah, said the prince. To grant people's wishes often silence them forever. We are all like the people in this story. We are seldom satisfied with the things we have and we want to have the things changes to the way we think they should be. But if we would have it our way, many times we would find that we were better off in our original state. As believers, we should not be discontent but trust in the Lord more fully. God is loving, He is wise, and all His ways are well for us. He wants only what is best for us. We should stop grumbling and start praising Him for His goodness to us. Listen now, as Carol Johnson, Cheryl Howman, and Penny Harris sing this beautiful song for us, entitled, He Knows Just What I Need.
Jesus knows when I am lonely. He knows each pain, He sees each tear, He understands each lonely heartache, He understands and always cares. My Jesus knows just what I need, oh yes He and join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible honoring, Bible teaching church to join us for our services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 930 here with many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 1045, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. Then at 645, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. Listen now as Bill Fazek plays for us on the piano this wonderful song, I Would Be Like Jesus.
In the 39th chapter of Genesis, we read about Joseph. First, we are told that the Lord was with him when he was honored by being made overseer of the house of Potiphar, a high-ranking officer in the government of Egypt. In the closing verses of the chapter, however, things reverse. There we find the young Israelite accused by Potiphar's wife of committing a great sin. And although Joseph was innocent of the charge, he was in grave danger. He was put in prison. But even in that distressing situation, we read, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. Circumstances had changed, but God's love and protecting care had not. The Lord remained faithful when his servant enjoyed a place of prominence and when he had suffered the dishonor of being painfully fettered in prison. What a lesson this is for us. It makes no difference what our circumstances are. God never leaves us or forsakes us. When Susanna Wesley was on her deathbed, she gathered her children around her. She neared the end and was about to go to be with the Lord. She admonished them not to weep, but rather to sing a hymn of praise. Then with her last breath, she reminded them that the greatest comfort we have in any circumstance is the fact that God is with us. As we think of these things, we should be strengthened and encouraged by the love of God. Listen to the words of this song as Jim Hamill sings for us. He was there all the time.
time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, the heavenly places, the inheritance. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Remember, there is a twofold program of God, the prophetic program, the nation of Israel, the mystery program dealing with the church, the body of Christ. Under the prophetic program, it's the earthly land. God gave up the Gentile nations at the Tower of Babel. After this, God called Abram. Later, his name was changed to Abraham and promised to give him and his seed a land. This changed God's dealing with the nations to God's dealing with a singular nation, the nation of Israel. Here's some verses of Scripture. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Genesis chapter number 13, verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give thee and to thy seed forever. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. And there's so many other verses of Scripture in the Old Testament that the inheritance is a land. God is going to reclaim his authority on the earth through the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel during the millennial kingdom, the thousand year kingdom, will be a kingdom of priests. Isaiah chapter 61 verse number 6, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse number 9. They will be reigning with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, over the earth. This waits a future fulfillment. Therefore, God's purpose for the nation of Israel is the earth and the nation will reign with Christ on the earth. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, and on such his second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. The mystery program, seated in the heavenly places. Again, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The verbs hath raised us up together and made us sit together are both in the aorist tense and the active voice. The aorist tense in the original Greek language means completed action, completed action point in time. The active voice means the subject of the sentence produces the action of the verb. The subject of these verbs is God. It is God that is producing the action of these verbs. A believer cannot raise himself up and he cannot make himself to sit down in the heavenly places in Christ. This is up something that God, this is something that God does for all the believers. Who quickens us? Who raises us up together? Who makes us sit down together? God. It's all about God. These are one of the blessings that God does for us. These are some of these spiritual blessings, and they're not physical blessing that the church, the body of Christ, enjoys in the dispensation of God's grace. Our heavenly hope, because we have a heavenly inheritance. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through verse number 3. 
If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on the earth. Remember, under the dealing with the prophetic program, it's the, it's the land, it's the land, it's the land. Abram, look north, look east, look west, look south. This is the land. He was not told to look up, and yet we're told to be looking up. Set your affections, in verse 2, on things above and not things on the earth. Colossians 3, 3, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Since God's purpose for the believers is to take the church, the body of Christ, out of the earth, then it should be understood that God does not have anything on the earth for us. We have a heavenly hope. We have a heavenly inheritance and not an earthly hope or an earthly inheritance. God is going to remove the church, the body of Christ, by means of the pre-tribulation rapture, 1 Thessalonians 5.9. It is taught by some that the church, the body of Christ, will be coming back at the second coming and will be part of the millennial kingdom reign of the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth. But this is contrary to the whole concept that the church, the body of Christ, is the heavenly people with a heavenly hope and not an earthly one. Many will use scripture. They'll refer to Jude verse 14 or Revelation chapter number 19 verse 14 and to teach that the church will return with Christ. Or they'll use the phrase, the Lord first comes for his saints and then he comes with all his saints. The church, the body of Christ, is a mystery or a secret. It was not a part of prophecy. Enoch, and that goes back to Jude verse 14, Enoch lived more than 669 years before the flood. How can this have any reference to the church, the body of Christ coming back to the earth with Christ at his second coming? When 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one says, What? Behold, I show you a mystery, a secret. We shall all die, but we all shall be changed. The saints of Jude 14 are not a reference to the saints of the church, the body of Christ, but to angels. And this interpretation of Jude verse 14 is in perfect harmony with the Lord's teachings in both the parable of the wheat and tares in Matthew 13 and the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24 verse number 30. What we need to do is understand God's word, rightly divide and understand the difference between what God is doing and has done with the nation of Israel, what he will deal with them, and, and what he will be doing with them in the future in the church, the body of Christ. If you have any questions about our study or any other questions or Bible verses that you'd like studied in light of the Word of God rightly divided, please contact Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible Church. The church's phone number is 942-2131 or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. We need to study God's Word in light of what's going on in the world today. It is so imperative, so important that we understand God's Word. 2 Timothy 2.15, that we rightly rightly divide God's word. Believers, are you doing that? And then for the unsaved, do you know do you have the assurance? Do you know where you're going? And if you cannot answer that question, the only way of salvation is through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came into this world to die on the cross for you that through his death, burial, and resurrection you can have eternal life.
been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Still I see, Lord, Jesus is my